This episode is sponsored by Field Notes. Field Notes brand, USA made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May in Chicago. This is an open-ended podcast. I'm Cher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. How's it going, Cher? It's good. How are you, James? I'm doing all right. Had a pretty good week. I'm really digging this, like, super hazy, cloudy weather we're having right it's now in Scotland. I, it's, like, it's humid. And there's a fog. I couldn't even see the lake last night. I was just waiting for, like, to see, like, a horses cobbling down the street. That would be a really good way for all of y'all listening to help us purchase a horse with a top hat. And you could do that by going to openended.fm slash donate. Mm-hmm. There you can see start becoming a member to us starting at a dollar a month or if you want to give us a one-time donation to purchase said horse you can do that also at the same website horse chances ain't free yeah man you ever tried to like buy a horse i hear it's really expensive it's very expensive so aside from ordering horses we also have other goals for the year mm-hmm. um, we're hoping to get ourselves a portable recorder to take around with us we want to do more on-site shows more live shows more experimental shows uh, People on the street nature. conversations. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and we're also curious. We want to know what y'all think of the show. We're at episode 32 right now, so we're kind of getting our flow and everything. So if you have any feedback for us. Any us improvements up, we need to do. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at openendedfm, or you can contact us where share. The open-ended podcast at gmail.com. So we have this week is Alex and Savannah. Wait, are are you doing robot voices? That's what I was trying to do. Is that what's yeah. happening right now? That was my that was my robot All right. voice. I love right. it. I love it so much. So as we ask everyone here, um, how do y'all fill your time? I'm Savannah. That's me. That's my voice. Um, and I work out of the cards um, space, but I work remotely for an educational company doing product design. Um, on our two main projects, one of which is a competition that middle school girls uh, build an app and learn business development, and another one uh, called Curiosity Machine, where we make um, STEM learning for children more accessible. So, yeah. Um, I spend pretty much all my time at the Cards Against Humanity office. I'm their deputy events manager, and also kind of, I do all their. I sort of do all of our technology stuff, not like the cool, fun coding stuff, but like putting wires together and making sure that our microphones and video cameras don't die. So y'all are part of Roboism. How did that all get started? I follow another person in the office, Andrew, um, and he tweeted something about Ex Machina, a film that came out earlier this year, uh, still one of my favorite movies of the year. And I disagreed with him about something and I guess Savannah was just like happened to be on that tweet and then it was like a really long conversation we we decided we wanted to talk about robots sometime and this is when I don't know we had both like coexisted in this co-working space for a while but never really sat down and talked and we were like oh we should talk about ex machina and then Alex was like also we should record it because she's <laughs> that's what I do yeah she's kind of like the podcast like techie person and I'm the I'm like along for the ride so like a big reason why we really love robotism is because a lot of our themes are 
pretty similar when you say share mm-hmm. like we both deal with like kind of the human side of technology we deal with like how tech kind of integrates within our lives so what are y'all's like general thoughts on the idea of like seamless technology is it something you welcome into the world is it something you're kind of like eh, let's kind of back away from it like what do you think i think alex and i are both like pro technology oh yeah in the um, sense we we really hate people being shamed for like being on their phones or like especially at parties like i am always the person in a corner on my phone reading and then eventually i'll talk to somebody maybe probably not like our like savannah and i we i had literally we we, we worked in the office for like what, like three months, and I literally never said a word to her. Um, not except on Twitter. Yeah, except on Twitter. So <laughs> I love that you're like in the close part of the like I'll just tweet her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I understand some of the resistance. Um, we we talk a lot about Elon Musk on our podcast. Not I shouldn't say we. I have an obsession with Elon Musk. Uh, he he. I don't know if he owns Tesla because it's a publicly traded company now but he's he's in charge of tesla he's king tesla the tesla guy um the tesla guy (laughs) and he's very afraid of robots and uh specifically artificial intelligence um and there's there there are some people that think the singularity is more pressing concern than like climate change um and i sort of welcome it and hope that it comes upon us and i'm very optimistic about the singularity yeah i mean he's got good reasons for his fear but i think yeah both of us are like yeah robots clearly but yeah it's just i think it's the functionality of the way you think is just different now yeah and i think that's a good thing like i don't need to know how to use long division i don't i hate that there is a part of my brain that was used up yep. as, in fourth grade because that is something I, I really don't need to know how it works. Like, the things are divided. It's like, oh, well, you just need to know how it works. Not, not, uh, yeah, I know that it's divided, but, like, you don't need to do a little square with the numbers and all that. Um, and by using technology, we can use, like, the part of our brains that are actually human and that, uh, like, the critical thinking part that we have not yet put into a computer yet. Yeah, it'll be nice when education kind of catches up with that idea because it, it would be cool if uh, school curriculums taught more, like, how useful it is to be a creative thinker than to like memorize facts. Finland actually has the best uh, public school system in the world and like supposedly the smartest kids in the world. And they, first of all, like the way to get that is by getting rid of standardized tests. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but also they don't ever have homework, which I think is freaking genius. Mm. Um, like, I was such a nerd in school, but I, I spent, like, sometimes up to six hours a night on homework. And mm-hmm. I went to, like, a college prep school, and it was, Same. like, super competitive and stuff like that. But, I mean, you really, unless there are, luckily there were avenues where, like, that homework could lead to my hobbies, like, newspaper and band and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing just, you know, six hours of SAT prep every <sighs> night, yeah. just, it's rough. <laughs> and that's such a bummer. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things that um, uh, or goals that my company is trying to achieve is um, how we can teach children to understand uh, deeper science ideas. There's there's a whole world out there of like new wave education and ways that you can um, teach kids to like grow up and be creative learners that are like that want to pursue education um, as opposed to just you know, memorizing history facts or like being able to do all of that math in your head when that's not really relevant anymore. 
what education hasn't understood yet is that they go together. Like they're one and the same. Right. You can be cre- you can be a critical thinker as well as be a creative thinker. And if anything else, a critical thinker is a creative thinker. Right. But they have they have it so separated. Like you can't be into science and art. You can't be you can't you know you can't be a writer, but you can't write about science. Like those things. Right. But they overlap so much. They, they, they are the same thing. That's why we we're taught all those same things. But you separate you and they put you in categories as opposed to like actually encouraging both of the things and how they can marriage, how they can marry each other as opposed to like separating you. And it's so hard because like, you know, I'm going to grad school for science education, but I don't want to infuse music in my science education because they are the same. Like you can, like physics is all in music. I don't really understand like the fear of like technological literacy, like for parents and teachers to be like, oh, no, too much iPad time. It's like, well, yeah, but they're like composing a song on their iPad. That's why I've been so excited about uh, Sphero, this company that makes this little just round robot that runs around and it's basically just a remote control ball, remote control ball um but then they opened up like this educational API so kids can you know make it do different things like dance make noises mm-hmm. um and it's also just oh it, i mean it starts it's just a white ball so it's completely gender neutral it's not like oh this is a cool boy toy that you drive around um nice and they're also the people that helped build and design uh, BB-8 for the new Star Wars movie. So it's cool that they are using their top guys for this really cool educational program. And like, you know, I almost said the trickle down effect and I oh, no. vomited in my mouth. So I'm going to go away from that <laughs> right glad you did Because I was like, okay, oh, Alex. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. This is the BizDev podcast. Yeah. Oh, no. wow, no. Actually, well, that's, it's Abort. cool though. J.J. Abrams actually, I don't think it was J.J. Abrams, but um, I, the, one of the lead producers actually went to Sphero and was like, how, how are you doing that? And I'm like, oh, magnets and a motor. And it was really cool. And, you know, again, it's something that is tangible and it's affordable. But it, it's basically a very scaled down version of the one that's going to be in the film because right. it uses uh, a magnet that's like on the motor so that its little head doesn't fall off. Yeah, they've done a really crazy job marketing those things. I saw on Twitter earlier that they have like cle- like bags of clementines branded as BB-8 now. Oh my God. Yeah. You can buy BB-8 oranges. <laughs> I mean, I do love Clementines, though. I do, too. And BB-8, so. Right. Oh, man. Another part of your podcast, though, is feminism. Yeah. And we, I mean, we went really deep into the rabbit hole, but we also, another part of this podcast I like so much is because you seamlessly make robots with feminism tangent. So, with Star Wars, lead star is a woman. I mean, uh, I was actually, I mean, obviously very excited. It's not like... (laughs) Sad. So sad. Oh, (laughs) god damn it! More women in film. (laughs) No, I'm. I'm actually kind of worried. Um, because I am very worried that she's going to be like a quote unquote strong female character. But the actress is supposed to be amazing. I'm super excited. Uh, but one of the things that like sort of fuels my cynicism is that J.J. Uh, Abrams, the director and uh, the producer of the film, have said that, like, BB-8, very exciting, one, she is uh, she is a girl, and two, is going to be an integral part of The Force Awakens, as quoted in Van- Vanity Fair. But uh, on the branding, you BB-8 is not branded 
with a gender, which is fine. Um, but specifically, Disney has like tried to pull away from that. Like they want it to be flush with all of the other Star Wars marketing, which is inherently male, since like that's mm-hmm. uh, that's how who was marketed to in the seventies and eighties. Like it. Droids are different uh, than robots in the Star Wars universe, and they do have pronouns. Um, so it's a bummer that they are not using she for BB-8. So I don't want to know anything. Like I'll I just got yeah. sucked into the BB-8 calamity because I, 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 I saw her, and I was like, what? what is this little rolling beautiful thing that exists? <laughs> um, yeah, they, they just went to Sphero and was like, so we just want a soccer ball with a head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because those need to exist. Obviously. Yeah, um, but yeah, I have, have a lot of reservations. Um, hopefully, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a Star Wars film with women, and it's not it's not whitewashed. Uh, yes. But we all remember Princess Amidala, and mm. that they turned mm-hmm. Natalie Portman, who I think is a great great actor, mm-hmm. into just. The worst. Yeah, the worst. Just <laughs> the worst. The worst. Uh, and I, I mean, she fucked Darth Vader, who's just a little yep. piece of shit. She sure did. Ugh. They they took again the quote unquote strong female character, and had her fuck Darth Vader, yep. who uh, he man. got in. He got all in there. <laughs> I just imagine because I know zero about Star Wars, but I just imagine I mean, like Darth Vader just like sliding on. up, oh, sliding up in those DMs. Like, yep. oh. yeah, episode two is like the love story of uh, Anakin. Spoilers: Anakin turns into Darth Vader. Whoa! Um, whoa! Whoa! Spoilers: He's whoa. the father of Luke Skywalker and Leia. Oh wow! I don't know Leia's last name. Wow. Because uh, she's a princess, even though she's part of, she's part of the Senate. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. the Senate was dissolved. I'm going to stop talking <laughs> <laughs> about the politics yeah. of Star Wars. But I'm gonna not even in the front when I saw him and Chewbacca, in like the t- the trailer said, "We're home." I cried like a <laughs> like a little schoolgirl. I cried, bald like. Uh, Chewbacca is real, like in crying. So, um, yeah. See, I, I, I think Hansel is a dick, and I don't understand. It was, I was honestly, I, I was mostly reacting to Chewbacca, but I think that was <laughs> that's what I was really because, like, we claim fair, him, fair. we claim him, and our, and you know, he's one of us brown people, as far as I'm concerned. So, wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I claim him. No. I claim him. No. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, maybe I claim him. Okay. James is so I'm not saying, on not, board. Not all Chewbacca's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as you can tell, we have a lot of feels about robots. We also have a lot of things about fe- feminism, and I'm glad that there is something out there that kind of put those two th- things together because it's almost so obvious. Which is so interesting because it's such a niche podcast, right? yeah. which is so awesome. It's like. But it's, like it, every day, yeah. there's like new articles about sex bots and stuff, and it's like, well, yeah. here we go. I, as I was driving over, uh, Savannah <laughs> slacked me a link, and I looked at my watch, and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to open it. And then <laughs> I get another uh, message that says, in all caps, Rosa Parks of Sex Dolls. Wait, what? That's a quote. This is a, a, what? Quote, a quote from this man who's making um, real dolls into robots, and he says that uh, women have had all of 
the sex toys like so far and it's not fair for men and he wants to be <laughs> the Rosa Parks <laughs> of sex dolls uh, and he said men shall no longer be at the back of the bus and so I texted no, I know, no. I, I know I was no, like, we're, we're quitting this podcast uh, <laughs> so I was so I was like reading yeah I, I, and I was reading it as I got here and I literally had I got so mad I just had to stop reading the article I'm like mm, later I, I keep going in my head like what is a worse thing you could say <laughs> which which yeah, activist I shall I, I compare myself yeah, to who should I my, bring down to my level who should I corrupt <laughs> I just imagine him just like open note on his phone and he's just naming like different women. Yeah. He's like, all right, no, Rosa Parks, uh, Sojourner Truth, maybe um, <laughs> Mother Teresa. Mm, Harriet Tubman. Harriet uh, Tubman. Nah, nah, we're going to go with Rosa Parks. I wonder Boy, if this is going to be a trend. Like someone's going to come out and be like, I'm going to be the Gandhi of drones. Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, should I claim that actually? <laughs> <laughs> I totally claim that. That's my new Twitter bio. <laughs> like, right, right now. <laughs> right now. Mother Teresa of IEDs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh I, need I need to no, stop. I need to stop. Keep going. We keep going. So we are doing another open mic because people want it. They're asking for it. They need it in their lives. If you don't know what open mic is, open mic is when we do mini style debates between our guests and ourselves. So this time, this week, we're going to talk about robots, or rather, robot or not. So this time, the first round is going to be James versus Roboism. And the topic of choice is going to be 2XL robot or not. James, do you have the clock ready? I feel like you should give a uh, primer to what a 2XL is Okay. for people who don't know. It's a plastic toy for children that was like, I don't know, early 90s-ish um, but it has a cassette player in it and um, used to be able to buy cassette tapes that would have stories in them and you could hit buttons that would shoot you to different parts of the cassette tape so there were a lot of like choose your own adventure stories but uh, it's a little robot shaped toy <laughs> that would um, tell the stories to you while you would hit the buttons and choose different paths. Two minutes on the clock and go. Not a robot. <laughs> Why? Because it is. Um, it looks like a robot and it acts like a robot because there's robot noises coming out of this tape that's playing a story, but there is nothing in it that has any intelligence whatsoever. It is just a machine. I, it's adorable and I love it and I wish it was a robot and in my youth I naively thought it was a robot, but it's not. It is a machine. I feel, like, I feel like the sense behind the robot all comes behind the heart. So I'm just going to say that you don't have a heart, Alex. <laughs> not going to um, debate you on that I'm one. Gonna say, <laughs> Bold. Uh, this is a this is a robot because I believe it to be a robot. I know I'm navigating every piece of its brain, but to me, it is a robot because it looks like one, it acts like one. It's and he was my friend. It is my friend. I mean, it does have some tech in there that's able to like. You well, know, so, so do all the... machines, right? Is no, it I... toaster a robot? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a completely different thing because like the toaster is not talking back to me. My t- my toaster. I have a toaster. My microwave talks back to me. Wait, your microwave talks? Yeah, it it says done, and it and it's like three minutes. So, but I don't think it's a robot. Like it's not. It just it it, it responds exactly to the buttons I'm pushing. There's nothing smart about it, unless you were talking about its intelligent timer, which is a whole different thing. Like it intelligently knows when something is cooked. So in that in in that respect, I think like that part is a robot. But like the mechanism that just says like done. 
that just it's so just that machine. completely disproves the fact that anything that is sort of human like supported is in fact not a robot not necessarily um it's it's just it's just that it had anything that doesn't think for itself whatsoever like if it's just you push a button to command it to do something then it is not a robot it's a machine it's an appliance I still think it's a robot and time's up (laughs) (laughs) all right next round of the debate is me share versus robozoism and uh, we're gonna do one of my first favorite toys Tamagotchi I can give a Tamagotchi description yeah. So a Tamagotchi is um, a beautiful toy from the 90s, and it's about the size of a keychain, and you pretty much took care of a virtual pet. Had about three buttons on it. Yep. And that's all I'm going to give. So, timer starts now. I want to say it's a robot, but I constantly killed my pets. Like, I <laughs> forgot. I was like, playing with it, like, oh, this is awesome for five minutes, and then he would die, so... Um, knowing that he had like emotions and feelings, I don't think that made him a robot, but I want to say it was a robot. So robot, maybe? Yeah, I go with this a video game, really. But yeah. um, actually, some of the little monsters in there um, classify as robots. If you go to the Tamagotchi site, they have, it's like one of their types. There's like different types of Tamagotchis. Here's why I think it's a robot, um, because there you it, it it is a robot because it is this program in this thing that is housed and like you interact with it, and then that device knows when it's moving. It it knows like I, I don't know if the, I think haptic feedback came later, but you needed to like walk around with it or mm-hmm. it, it would die. Yeah. So you would need to interact with it if it was just it like. If there was no like pedometer, if there was, if it was just a screen, then it would just be a video game. But because it's enclosed specifically in this one thing to do it, um, and the AI isn't just in this thing, then yes, I think it is a robot. So basically, so, I just did this poor thing wrong because I would like play with it and then I throw it aside and then move on with my life and then pick it up again. And I like mean, I never had it on my keychain. I always had like playing at the table, at the kitchen table or whatever, and then just go off. And I wasn't playing the way I was supposed to. So, yeah. I mean, it's not super artificially intelligent. So, and because they were never connected to the internet, so like right. when the singularity happens, I don't think your Tamagotchis are going to come back to haunt, haunt, haunt you. But, uh, thank I God, because they're like, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you did this wrong. What the fuck? I was hungry. I'm not trying Aww. to do this. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, starve. You know, you eat, right? Every day. What about me? What about me? So, I'm glad that I won't have to worry about them like Furbies. Tamagotchi is a robot, I guess. Yes. Awesome. So, our last debate. It's kind of controversial. Some people have a lot of thoughts it's on it. It's going to get heated. You know. Yeah, this has started plenty. Of, Better get some uh, ice cubes ready because yeah. it's about to be hot. Probably get your Vaseline, put it on the forehead. We brought I'm the taking, box. I'm taking off my take earrings. Off, take off your earrings. <laughs> Give me some Vaseline because it's on. It's going to be lit. Open-ended versus robotism. Surrey. Yes. Yeah. And oh, we're going to put three minutes on the clock <laughs> okay. this time. Three right? minutes. Oh, right. no shoot. God. Ready, set, go. Yes, ro- Siri is ro- a robot. Um, I low-key started using Siri like three weeks ago. So I'm so the opinion is still you know out there. I'm not really sure. But we still have conversations. She told me a joke the other day. It was awesome. I laughed. It was a pun intended one, which is always my favorite kind of jokes. So right now, me and her are G's, but I'm not really sure if that requires her as a, as a robot. I'm a true neutral. Um, Siri 
you could, depending on your definition um, of the word robot, Siri could be or not be, but I tend to fall on the side of the robot is the vessel and the tech is the AI, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I would say that Siri's more of an AI than a robot herself. But That's kind of how I feel too, AI for sure. I'm I'm on the fence. Here's the, here's the thing though, like ro- robots need some sort of very, very, very baseline AI to make them a robot. Otherwise they are an appliance. Um, and and <laughs> like how dare you 2XL. <laughs> and, and, that and, hurts. That cuts deep. <laughs> that cut deep. And pineappliance. <laughs> so, and, and like your iPhone is a robot because it is a vessel that takes the artificial intelligence. And Siri then, I melded together I believe that Siri is a robot because also now Siri lives on the your Apple Watch right so, so I then would I say, think your Apple Watch is also a robot I'd say right so I would say like the iPhone and the Apple Watch are the the robot but Siri's the AI right so that's the that's but just the semantics the, it's weird like I you're right I will interject and I would just say that like the Apple Watch is more the robot and then like your phone is more the AI in but that sense, your phone does so much more than the watch. Like the the, the phone has, uh, it doesn't quite have haptic feedback, but like the vibrations, the accelerometer, it knows so much more than the watch does. Like even you can even do your heart rate on your phone. Like I have this sleep app that can detect my sleep, and then it takes my heart rate in the morning, um, and all of that goes like. And I can access that with Siri when say I say, "Hey Siri, please open the health app," and then boop, it's there. So, oh my god, that AI Siri. working. See, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly why it's a robot because it it, it knows, it mm-hmm. knows, it is very considerate in every which way. It has empathy it. to a certain degree, which yeah. is something that I've you know always grappled with when it comes to technologies in general. But and what I've always feared about with robots, like, do they have empathy? And I guess no, honestly, that's what I feared. Like that's a little. Wait, like, you a little... fear empathetic robots? You, we no, want I, those. No, no, no. I, say, I fear that they don't have empathy. Oh, then we're fucked. Oh, yes, right, yeah, that's, that's what causes say. the what I call the violent singularity is that um, <laughs> robots don't develop empathy. And I think I, I, I think that Siri is the AI and the robot that could tip us over like if siri gets smarter and smarter she has all of human knowledge at her fingertips and people might just be looking at really bad things and then it just like she's like nope i'm done and then the human race goes to shit so that's that's a whole nother thing that's perfect because timer's up (laughs) (laughs) but i believe in a peaceful singularity i think it can happen me too and world peace What time is it, James? Technically, it's like 1.25 p.m. Central Daylight Time. But I know what time it really is. It's open call time. It's open call time. Open call. It's open call time. It's open call time. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. I'm so happy. <laughs> so much hype.
<laughs> so, Savannah, what is your open call this week? Yeah, my open call is this movie I watched on Netflix that I learned five minutes before we started recording that it's not on Netflix anymore. I'm really sad. What? Buy it. <laughs> we're going to solve We're going to fix it. It's going to be okay. <gasps> movie is called How to Build a Better Boy. It's a Disney Channel original. Um, DCOM. It's got really oh. terrible ratings, but it's really good. I promise. It's about these two middle school girls. Uh, one is named May and another is named Gabby. And... Um, they're getting like bullied at school by the popular girl so they like build a robot boyfriend hey nevea i already have a boyfriend and his name is albert albert he doesn't exist only the great part is so there's the two main characters and may is like the kind of blonde like librarian looking like they're both they're both really smart right but gabby is the little black girl and she's the genius of the two of them she's the one who hacks the robot and makes it work also black girl magic she has like the best the smartest dialogue she has the most like character growth like she's the best character in the movie obvi and her whole at one point she goes on this rant about like her life goal to May, the other girl who's like, you know, into boys now and is like uh, leading her astray. And she's like, this is like, like, yes. like May, robots. May, like, you, like, our life, she's like, what about our plan of like going to Harvard, being millionaires, and then me being the president and you being vice president? And May, May's like, I'm sorry, I like boys now. Oh, oh my God. It's God damn so it, May. Good. It's so good. You have to Gabby, watch it. Gabby, you do you, Gabby. You do you. <laughs> oh, Gabby, man. yeah, she's very much the best character. And you, you don't, do you. you don't see like you don't see black middle school girls being the best character in movies no, all the time. They're always, it's like, like really you know, refreshing, the, right? They're always <laughs> just like the home girl, yeah, or like you know some token character. Like yeah, guys, and she just agrees. But yeah, that's my open call. Good choice. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Call. Um, mine is just sleep aid apps in general. Um, I was talking about Sleep Cycle, which is this really cool app that tracks your sleep and like tries to give a percentage on your quality of sleep, and it takes your uh, heart rate every morning. So like when I wake up with a panic attack, it's I mean I don't need to tell it that <laughs> it doesn't need to tell me like oh hey your heart rate's at a hundred. <laughs> probably not You're not doing awesome right now. Right now. Are you anxious um, right now? <laughs> yeah, um, but you guys just told me about this really what sounds great this app called Pillow. It's purple and I think it does kind of the same thing um, and also there is this app uh, and this company called Paziz P-Z-I-Z-Z and they make they used to make a suite of app, and now, apps and now there's just one app and it is like it can either help you do like a full night's sleep or I use it for like power naps which I find like mm. naps are really really hard for me but sometimes I really need them yeah um, I have like sleeps I don't have naps yeah it's and awful. and it's it's really great it, it you can either have it like talk to you and guide you into a nap or just do pleasant um, pleasant noises and it, they're also generative so you if you want you can never have the same sounds again you can just like this is my generic like nice sleepy time uh, noises so yeah all right James what about you my shout out is to DJ Khaled snapchat because it is just fantastic so dj khaled he is like miami producer extraordinaire and he has like the best ad libs in every which way and he just changed the game completely by like having a snapchat which is like full of like incredible mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> inspirational shit it's like him <laughs> just doing really incredible stuff like him watering his flowers and he's like beautiful day every chance i get i water the plants they don't want you to water your flowers they want you to fail 
but instead <laughs> you're gonna do this you the best and it's like continuing on and he's like join me on the pathway to success and he's like walking down like his backyard oh God, and it's like awesome. this is the key right here you put cocoa, cocoa butter, butter on your forehead <laughs> it's like just ridiculous stuff and it's like so what are you digging Cher? Oh man, so we were talking about Black Girl Magic earlier with How to Build a Better Boy. I am this my my shout is for these lovely three young black ladies from LA. They put a group together called Keen and it's K I N G. I love everything about it. Just the name first off because they are queens but they need themselves Keen. So like right there, start off the gate. They've got um, some Floetry vibes, some Lauren Hill vibes, um, some Indie vibes. Like, it's their, they harmonize beautifully. But my favorite song by them is called Mr. Chameleon. And it's just, it just makes me happy. debut album coming out February 8th it is probably it's at the top of my list of anticipated albums coming in 2016 so far and oh man just ugh, I can't talk about them enough I've been listening to them incessantly for the last couple of months now and this past week though I had some trials happening at work not bad but it's just like okay we gotta get you done but they've like helped me through it so thank you ladies for um, helping me vibe out and they put out they dropped this um, really great music video um, for their single called The Greatest and it's in 8-bit computer animation and it's just like these are all the things I love in one theme Black Girl Magic awesome R&B and computers ah! and I was like freaking out and like I watched it like eight times like in a row so yeah Kane they're the shit if you don't know them y'all gotta know them today so that is my shout out this awesome. week We did it. <laughs> we got through it. <laughs> we, we did, did it. it. <laughs> oh my god, we did it though. Episode thirty two. I can't believe we're here. Thirty two, man. My mother had me at thirty two. Oh really? Yep. Oh man. I know this this was created by my mother at thirty two. Yeah. Pretty impressive. It's a magic number. Is it's your mother a, a robot? Uh she like to think she is. <laughs> or is she artificial intelligence? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to give a shout out to the Chicago Podcast Co-op for hooking up our sponsorships mm-hmm. and letting us be a part of this great network. All four of us. Yeah. And our podcast shout out this week is Your Stories. And Your Stories is a weekly live show turned podcast completely created by their audience. Uh, they prod storytellers with a theme and then they craft the story or any other performance in response. And that is Your Stories at the CPC. For folks who want to know more about Roboism, which I feel like if you made it this far, you should definitely check out their podcast. Mm-hmm. Where can we find y'all? Um, we are, if you want to see the beautiful, beautiful website, Savannah Made, it is roboism.fm. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at, at RoboismCast. 
Um, and I'm at Alex Cox on Twitter. And I'm at Savannah Million. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and a special thanks to Cards Against Humanity for thanks letting cards. us use their studio and make us sound really nice and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Yeah, script was written by me and James. Yeah, and all the music you'll hear backing is provided by U plus one F60C, which is Unicode for the Blissed Out Emoji Face and is my music project. Mm-hmm. So as we say at the end of every episode, keep things open-ended. Yo. Nana, sorry, <laughs> Alex just got a push notification on her tablet that says, reminder, eat lunch. <laughs> and now she's delaying it to remind her again. <laughs> okay, so this is actually really relevant. I have a lot of... I, I, James does this too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I,